Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from inside enemy base camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. Cardinals, Buccaneers on Christmas night. Second straight year the Cardinals are playing on Christmas night. We've talked about the Cardinals. We really haven't talked a whole lot about the Buccaneers, K-Ray, other than Tom Brady. So we can get some insight on the depth of the Buccaneers beyond just Tom. Rick Stroud, of uh, a reporter for Tampa Bay Times and the host of Sports Day in Tampa Bay, joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Rick, thank you for the time. How are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good, doing good. Um, all right, let's. I guess let's just start with with Brady. Or let's let's go big picture. How much of what everybody is saying about the Buccaneers and the struggles they have had, it always seems to get pinned just on Brady because he's Brady. How much of it is him, and how much of it do you think is the roster around him? Well, I mean, he's part of it, obviously, and it was a big part of it this last game. Anytime you you know you turn the ball over as a quarterback uh, four times in about eleven plays. Um, you know, that's that's not what you can do and win. And, he, you know, the first 11 games, I think he had four turnovers. The last three, he's had seven. Now, every turnover has a story. There's pressure. There's sacks. There's, you know, um, guys getting hit as they're throwing the ball. So that that's all part of it, right? Um, but, but primarily, they've just sort of had this uneven season where there's been a lot of new guys, new faces in and out of the lineup, um, have a tough time keeping guys healthy. Um, certainly the offensive line has been the biggest uh, cause of, of some of the problems on offense and injuries are factored into that too of late. So it's never one reason. Um, certainly the quarterback's going to be the focus and especially when you're 45 years old and can he still do it? And, you know, quite frankly, Tom Brady won uh, most of these games in a two minute situation or a lot of these games coming down the stretch on his own um, with help from his receivers, of course, but you know, he's, he's managed to do that. So, um, you know, he has, has he played as well as he did the last two years? No. Um, but there's been a lot of reasons for that. And it's certainly not all him. So Rick, the, the first question for you, uh, and this is Kevin Ray is, uh, were you one of the people that reached out to Gronk when he tweeted out, I'm bored, uh, <laughs> as, as he was on with Kay Adams this morning said that two teams reached out, uh, to him, but uh, he did quickly clarify that, that no, he's, he's not intent or looking to, to return to the field at least this year, but uh, you, you wrote a piece in, uh, I believe it was in t- today's paper for, uh, you know, talking about Bruce Arians, the former coach now overseeing the operation and still high on this team talking about, uh, look, just go win the division first and then we'll we'll line up in in the postseason. What, what are the realistic odds, even if this team does win the division of making any kind of noise in the playoffs? Well, I mean, there's this precedent for this, and and you know, a lot of it again depends on the health of the team. I think the teams that go the deepest in the postseason are ones that are either getting healthy or are very healthy. When they won the Super Bowl, the Bucks had virtually no injuries uh, to the offense, especially on the offensive line, and so uh, that was those guys have been together for a number of years, and and they were able to stay healthy. Kansas City came in with five new offensive linemen, and the Bucks chased Patrick Mahomes around for 500 yards, so. 
the first thing is the health of the team. But if you're asking me um, if the Bucks were to win the division, and, and let's let's be honest, they've only had seven division titles in the history of the franchise. Yeah, okay, that's what's what um, that's forty six years. <laughs> so you know to sneeze at it because oh they're going to be nine and eight or what God forbid they're eight and nine. Look, that's happened before, right? It happened in Seattle, and New Orleans went in, you know, as as a Super Bowl champ almost, and and got beat. It's happened in Carolina when they won a division seven and nine, um, and Arizona, uh, you know, was an upstart team and they lost. So, um, it's it's not unusual for a team that wins a division that that you know seems to be, you know, sort of the the, the easier of the, uh, of the division so champs, and and then you know they get. They end up winning. And, and I mean, I just say this, they're likely to play Dallas, okay? Let's think about Dallas for a second. Last two weeks, they should have lost to the Houston Texans if the Houston Texans were able to hang on. And then Jacksonville beat them, but not only beat them, but they, they piled up 500 yards on their defense. Yeah, The Bucks beat Dallas in week one. I know it's not week one now. Um, but do you think there's any pressure on the Cowboys to win a playoff game? And have to come in on the road and play Tom Brady because when, when you get to the postseason, everything else is out the window. Right. Um, it's how you're playing, and it really it's how you handle the pressure. Is there a guy that can handle pressure in the postseason better than Tom Brady? I've not met him. Talking to Rick Stroud, uh, Rick, the uh, the defense for Tampa Bay, the pass defense has seemingly been pretty good actually for the Buccaneers this season. What, what would you say is the strength of that defense? Or, and I guess maybe the flip side from the Cardinals' perspective is is what's the weakness that uh, Trace McSorley can try to exploit on Sunday night? Well, I mean, Trace is uh, fortunate because rookie quarterbacks, as you know, have done pretty well making their first start <laughs> against Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> Of, of late, anyway, uh, and I'm speaking about the guy with San Francisco. I think, you know, they've given up some rushing yards. I don't know how well the Cardinals can run the football, um, but you know, if uh, in Dom, I'm sorry, in Dom, I'm a year ago, if Vita Vea can't play, and he is uh, looking like he won't, um, that's a big chunk out of the middle of that defense, right? And so, you know, you've got Akeem Hicks, but now you're bringing in lesser guys than Vita. Um, that makes it possible to run the football on him a little bit. Um, their secondary is, is a little beat up. We're not sure if Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to be able to play. He's a real key because he comes down in the, in the slot. He makes plays on the run game. He makes plays in the passing game. He can, they can blitz him. Uh, he's a key piece. So, again, health of the team, um, you know, they're without one of their top corners. Jamel Dean is not going to play in this game. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunding stepped in and did a nice job last week, but he's got to do it again. So, you know, there there are some yards to be made uh, on this defense, and you know, the the biggest problem is is that their offense has hung them out to dry. You know, last week the Bucks came out, played probably one of their best first halves they ever. They played all year. They were up seventeen to three, were up seventeen to nothing until the two minute drive. And, you know, they had 20 minutes of time of possession. Well, you turn it over all that time. You put your defense out there. They held up a little bit, but eventually they were on the field for 20 minutes in the second half. So it's really just based on whether they can protect the ball and how long they keep those guys out there. But it's a good defense, but it's still beat up. They're still uh, missing some pieces. So really, um, there's, you, can, you can attack them a number of ways. Um, it's just whether or not they're, they're stranded on the field because their offense isn't producing. Talking to Rick Stroud. Uh, Rick, I guess big picture for Tampa Bay. What's the thought around there as far as the quarterback situation next year? Is it as simple as, hey, Brady comes back? Is it Brady retires? Is it if Brady goes somewhere else? You know, what's the plan at that point? Well, the plan would be, I think, similar to what it was going to be this year, which is, 
who's the free agent market, uh, look around there. And if that doesn't excite you, um, Kyle Trask, who's somebody they drafted now two years ago, hasn't been active for a single game, is going to get an opportunity to see what he can do. And, you know, Blaine Gabbert, who's 34 years old, um, has been in this offense for a number of years, would probably compete with them. Beyond that, um, tell me who's available. You know, does Derek Carr fall out of, uh, somehow fall out of Las Vegas? I mean, they will look around, obviously, because it worked out for them with Brady. There's only one Brady, but they would look around the free agent market. Um, but beyond that, they have a young guy here that they want to find out about. And, um, you know, they, they're, they're salary cap strapped. Uh, it's going to be difficult to sign free agents. Brady would cost about 30-something million dollars against the cap, even if he doesn't play. Um, you know, so you're not picking in the top five or the top ten. Um, you're probably not going to draft a quarterback or be in range to get one of the elite guys. So it would be a very difficult proposition, but free agency and then, you know, see what you have in Kyle Trask, who's been on a, you know, bit of a, of a, uh, you know, mentorship, if you will, from Tom Brady for a couple of years now. There's worse people to be mentored by, I guess, if you're going to play quarterback. Rick, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you and have a great Christmas. Thanks, guys. You too. We'll see you out there. Thank you.